Welcome to the Beyond Beauty podcast, a platform to highlight the beauty industry's talent, deconstruct their learnings, and spark ideas for your own business. The Beyond Beauty podcast is created by Dilly, the leading creative agency working with the fastest growing brands in beauty. Here, we'll interview guests from major beauty corporations, creative directors, influencers, founders, and risk-taking entrepreneurs. Our guests are not only changing the traditional beauty landscape, they're also innovating in e-commerce, branding, and digital marketing. Join us as they share valuable advice, how they launch their businesses, and most importantly, ignite thought-provoking conversations across beauty, tech, and marketing. We're excited to have you live in the studio today. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. How's your day going? It's going great. Love your sun. You're on spring break. I am. So you must be in a, a great, great mood. I am. You know, Loving just it. Just living life. Living life. So Melissa, on this podcast, we talk about creative journeys, building your career, different paths you take, and we'd love for you to kind of share the moment of like how you found out you were creative. I know you, you're doing so many different things and you have so much energy. I wish I could even have a third of your energy, so props <laughs> to you. But I'd love for you to share with everyone how you got to where you are today, what you're looking forward to, where that creative journey started, and take it back to kind of like that pivotal moment where you knew creative creative juices got you flowing to where you are today before you get to that uh what do you do creatively? <laughs> yes so i do multiple things actually um uh i have a background in music so i'm a singer songwriter i am also um an occupational therapist so i work with kids and i'm currently working on a novel as well um so to start off with the first question you mentioned um so i basically have been musical my whole life like I started playing piano when I was really little six and I've been in musical theater I've done um studied jazz in college and and um fell in love with songwriting and uh kept doing that that was sort of that's been my passion for a long time and also realized that I loved working with kids and I wanted to use um use my creative side to also give back and help kids so that's kind of I ended up developing I went back to school and developed this program um music and movement program for kids with autism and did that and which was really really fun a lot of fun and now um still still writing but I really uh fell in love with um, like actual novel writing and that's mm. something a project I'm working on at the moment so is writing for music and like, like songwriting how different is that from writing a novel you're allowed to like pull different talents and skill sets from each or do you find them to be two totally separate entities they are two different very different um I think with songwriting, I'm so used to instant gratification because it's like, mm. oh, it's songs out and, you know, it's, it's faster uh, paced. It's faster paced. A song is shorter than a novel. Exactly. And so the novel, it's definitely like much more nitty gritty sitting with the ideas longer, really kind of delving in. And um, it's so fun to write. It's like getting lost in your own world. It's great. It's really fun. But definitely there isn't that same like, oh, I want to show this to the whole world. It's ready. It just, it's a much longer process. Mm-hmm. And so that tests my own kind of, my own patience, mm-hmm. I guess, with myself because I'm so used to that, like, 
in this world we live in, you know? So like, how would you balance everything? Because you're an occupational therapist and then you're a singer songwriter and you're working on a novel. You're also really social. So you have, you have that going for you. How do you, how do you balance? It's it's a lot. Yeah. I feel like even to have your social schedule would be a lot. (laughs) Uh, discipline, discipline. And I, it's just basically like carving the time. Like I just, I know, um, like their days allocated for the writing specifically where I'll just block out and that's all I do. It's just they'll sit. But if I don't carve it out, it doesn't get done, you know? So it's really mm-hmm. just comes down to like being disciplined about it and, and just doing it, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, it has its challenges for sure, you know? Um, but it, it really does come down to just making yourself sit and write and allocating the time. Mm-hmm. And that's, whatever that is if that's like two hours what you know whatever you're able to to do anything like when you find yourself like in that creative moment where like let's just let's keep it going or is like there's is there a spark is there a trigger is there a time of day or is it more like emotional based or is it more time yeah is it more emotional based is it more time based is it more of the scheduling I think well when it when there is like a creative spark I'll just like jot it down a lot of times but a you know a majority of the time it's not always you don't always have this like urge of creativity pop it you know mm-hmm. sometimes it's just this okay I'm gonna sit I'm not feeling it I'm gonna sit with it and see what happens and just giving that space I feel like um I you know it, it lets that those it lets the juices flow basically because yeah. you're not I will say a lot of times I'm not like I have a great idea right now this moment like it just is okay let me sit you know and and um and give that space to feel it out and and what comes out you know when yeah. you're if when you were let's say going back to your, like your teenage times would your teenage self ever think oh Melissa's gonna write a novel one day no no, no. wow <laughs> no. so it's a departure totally totally do you think what you're doing now is something like as a whole is something totally different than what you imagined your career and your life to look like you know it's funny I I no not at all like I I never imagined that I would be I I mean I had so many interests you know like as I think as a creative we tend Mm -hmm. to kind of dabble in multiple like multiple things you know I think um and that creativity isn't just limited to music and as you know I think that shows up if it's like cooking or it it just comes out in many different ways and so um and I noticed with um especially with with when COVID happened I was like wanting to express that creativity in multiple ways outside of just like music Mm -hmm. but I was also coming up with like new meal plans or just you know new recipes and just experimenting trying something new exactly exactly and I think like with uh you know with creativity, it's it's not you're not just boxed in. It's not just this is who you are and that's mm-hmm. it. You know, I think um, with OT, like I said, I, I made it very much uh, incorporate that that creative side um, and never thought that was sort of what I would be doing at the mm-hmm. end. You know, I, I, I it's a great field. It's been it's been really wonderful working with the kids and and same goes with um you know with music I went in thinking I was going to be in musical theater and then fell in love with songwriting Mm -hmm. so you know um but part of that I think was exposure like I didn't know um what occupational therapy was as a kid I didn't know about the field and then with um living on the east coast growing up I mean musical theater was like huge you know I would go to New York Mm -hmm. all the time and see the plays Mm -hmm. so like 
that was my world. Like, you know, songwriting was like this cool, but like, you know, the stage and musical theater was, it's such a big part of the culture over there. So, so was it someone that introduced you to the, the songwriting side of music and said, this is, this is actually your skill set. This is where you should be. Let's pull you into this. Like, let's build that talent that we can see blossoming. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's funny you say that. I end up starting out writing poetry Mm. and they um, they go hand in hand, right? Yeah. And so it wasn't to any lyrics initially. I was just writing and it was poetry. And then the poetry kind of developed into songwriting. I mean, I didn't know at all how to, you know, um, how to construct a song. And that was obviously a whole Mm. thing I did learned in, uh, I went back to school and, did some some like songwriting mm-hmm. stuff so um but initially it was just like I this is fun I really like this and and then again just dis- discovered another <laughs> another like, career it sometimes has like a serendipitous you know? moment in life where something comes and you don't know why it's entering your life and you find out later it was a sign to unfold to tell you what you should be doing or to take that risk and challenge totally mm-hmm. totally so with yeah. AI and writing and songwriting what is your take on your hot take on AI? You know, and it, not only writing but also songs, so writing songs. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I just literally had this conversation with another writer not too long ago, and you know, he actually thought it was a great thing because it's like it, it's it gives you kind of ideas. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and I, you know, I think that, I don't think any any. I'm not afraid of AI. You know, I'm not. Um, if anything, I think it's a great tool. Um, and you know, as a writer, we don't all have blockages at some point. And I think to be honest, like I could see myself leaning in and just seeing like, Hey, what's some idea? You know, not, not that I would go necessarily in that route, but, but it's, you know, it's nice. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not scared of technology. Like I think there was always a, a fear around, around, you know, early on about, about, um, in different industries regarding AI, you know, or technology in general, um, and job loss and whatnot. But I, I really do think it's, it's the future, frankly. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not afraid of it. And it's like, you're seeing it as a tool that can help you with like research, brainstorming, exactly, and not as, you know, a replacement, but real, it's a tool totally to help you get into that emotional poetry, piecing everything together, captivating the audience, have that, the relatability, and exactly what that what songwriting is all about yeah 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 yep. so melissa mm-hmm. you do a lot of things i'm always so impressed how you can like balance <laughs> it all and like they're they're all related but different at the same mm-hmm. time so we ask people is there a place in your life where you feel like you're sitting in the stands and what that could be is you're sitting in the stands and you want to do something but you're afraid to take that risk or maybe you're doing something that you want to stop doing and it can be a variety of things and not everyone is sitting in the stands in their life but is there a place where you feel where you're sitting in the stands? You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I miss um, performing a lot. I think that's something I don't get to do as much. Like, um, is I do a lot of like, you know, recording in the studio and writing. And obviously right now writing is taking up a lot more of my time. Um, and that's something where um, I want to do more of is actually singing more my stuff but yeah. you did great at uh in Malibu singing <laughs> karaoke there night that was talent thanks. that was awesome thanks yeah no and a I lot mean... of courage to get up in front of a crowd <laughs> thank you thanks no it, it's it's I love it you know it's it's like you said it's balancing um and juggling 
responsibilities and different things, you know, it's kind of like some stuff always ends up taking priority over others, you know, but I will say performing and getting back on, on stage in that sense, um, doing more of that Mm -hmm. would be, would be great. So what advice would you give to someone that say they're launching their career? Maybe they're a late teenager, early 20s. Maybe they're moving to LA and they say, Melissa, I have this creative energy and I just don't know what to do with it. And I really like the music industry. But as we all know, there's so many different professions within the music industry. Maybe it's not even within music. Mm -hmm. If you grabbed coffee with them for 30 minutes, what would you say in like a nutshell? Okay. So I think first off is I've always, I like honestly just doing inter- in, in informational interviews with people. Like mm-hmm. what, what does your day look like? You know, if it is, um, like I said, there was so many fields I didn't even know existed, frankly. And especially in LA, people have so a variety of such different, you know, jobs and careers. And, um, and even, you know, and I know a lot of these, there are schools in LA, like the songwriting school of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. they always have like, um, free classes. You can just kind of sit in and like with, with, whether it's like, I think, one intro class they'll do like a, a free class that you can kind of attend and and again all these classes they have these professionals that come in in the music industry um amazing um uh songwriters and then you have artist managers and just different people in different arenas and I think um that's a great place to start is just like jumping into these communities where people mm-hmm. are doing it and meeting people um and then just kind of yeah just doing your research you know it's like we are and there's so many opportunities to connect again to these to these little pockets these communities where all of this is mm-hmm. is happening you the know community is definitely having a moment in LA because there's so many different clubs and there's so many different pockets of interest whether it's sports or arts or health and wellness or socializing dinner parties that's a great tip to dive into the community. Mm-hmm. And just like, just networking, you know, even if it's just like... You are a great networker. <laughs> Everyone should learn from Melissa how to network and just just be able to, like, you're good at like approaching people. And I think a lot of times you see people go to a networking event and they'll just sit in the back row and they they won't get their like quote money's worth. They'll, they'll just be more of like a bystander than an actually engaged participant. And so... Everyone should take a page out of your book of how to network <laughs> with like authority and confidence. <laughs> oh, thanks, yes. Sam. That's sweet. No, well. I mean, I, I, I really enjoy listening to people, frankly. I think mm-hmm. that's part of just being a storyteller too. Like mm-hmm. I want to hear your story. I want to hear mm-hmm. what makes you you, you know? And so I think for me, that's there is an element of like, I want to learn more about you as a person or mm-hmm. like, you know, what do you like... People, so what makes a good story? Like yeah. what, like when you listen to someone, you say, oh, that makes a good story. That's worth writing a song about or it's worth or adding I, to the novel. I think it's just genuine interest. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I don't have an agenda. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm looking for this new character. Mm-hmm. No, it just, it's just a genuine interest in like how, what people do, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I think, um, I don't, people have always fascinated me. I, I like, people you know. are, people <laughs> are characters in, in their own right. That's true. Yeah. So. Well, should we, I want to throw one uh, a guest question to Rogers over here. And, well, Rogers is really creative. Uh, has a lot of, I don't know, you're like good at music too. You always are talking about bands, of which I never know of. But I always say I know less and less about the music industry, even though I'm in, in the heart of the music world. So, Rogers, what question do you have for most? It doesn't even have to be about music too, you, but I just... You kind of put me on the spot. I, <laughs> I was definitely off in my own little no, world no, no. over here. Um. Also, my microphone seems. To I haven't. Really I realized we'll, we'll toss like a question to Rogers, and I was like, I haven't tossed a question to Rogers all day. I guess. Um, are you originally from LA? I'm not actually. I'm from Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. Um. So, 
what do you think are some things that you know people in Maryland do and uh, that you wish you saw a little more in LA and vice versa? Like, uh, you know, big city. I'm sure you're from a smaller town in Maryland, a suburb. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so smaller than LA for smaller sure. Than LA for sure. Um, yeah. Do you see a difference between that? Do you miss anything about home? Uh, what would make LA a little bit more like home, and what would make home a little bit more like LA? Mm. Or also French culture. You're French. Yeah, I am French. Yeah. So you can French. weave that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, well, I'll start with the big difference. When I go back, I feel <clears throat> LA is very. Everyone's very active, and I love that about LA. Actually, mm-hmm. I love the hiking, and I think when I go back it's it it's not my natural go-to like everyone's kind of more like I don't know museums or it's like it's not as much like we're gonna go hit the mountain and like you know Mm. (laughs) it's not you know um brunch is like a very big thing although I think it's becoming a big thing in LA here though I have Mm. definitely seen like the brunch scene um let's see I would say, I mean, the biggest difference that, I mean, I, I miss a lot actually is public transportation. Yeah. <laughs> I think like being stuck in my car is not, you know, not the mm-hmm. greatest, but you know, we, we are in LA and it's just, it is what it is here. Um, it's like, we're fortunate that we can get from like the West side to the East side so quickly and see Silver Lake and Santa Monica in the same day. But it also means we're, we're in the car. Yes. And that's, I, I generally think that's why this is the city of music because you listen to so much music because you're driving all the time. <laughs> or podcasts. So you're, you're you know? finding, yeah, you're finding out all about the new cool artists and you know, yeah. your Spotify is like, we're going to have seven hours in the car today, but <laughs> you're not true. even going on a road trip. So we're going to discover some new tunes for you. Yeah. No, it's very true. I definitely mm. listen to Spotify mm. all the time. Mm. Definitely gets me through. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have another question. Yeah. Um, so you're a big writer. Yes. Um, do you have to like shut off like all distractions? Do you, are you like one of those people that likes to, you know, seclude to a cabin for a week and just write or, um, like what's your creative process with mm-hmm. writing? So I actually really like being around people when I write. Like I like having, like I'll put like my headphones in, but I like mm-hmm. having people around. Oh, okay. I think seeing other people working, gets me also working yeah i don't do so great like if i'm by myself like isolated you know um do you think it's the energy that people are giving off of saying they're being productive or they're being creative and or they're working through this work challenge of how can i I get to the other side they're problem solving i think so i think i'm one of those people that like does you know like i've i have those it's really big in the pandemic where like do these zoom calls a bunch of people are working together if you saw that no but i yeah, haven't yeah. seen it it, it was wow. like it was a thing you just sign on and there was just like just like it would like a feeling of like normalcy i guess uh-huh. like not being in the office right so like people all sign on it's all quiet it's muted was there a water cooler in the background <laughs> that people could like go and meet and like chat for a second i know right um and then people just work and you're seeing people taking yeah. calls i'm like one of those people i think that needs like needs other people around a little bit mm-hmm. like i definitely mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to just like isolate so do you feed off of people's energy and like collaborate i totally do i'm definitely an extrovert definitely Mm -hmm. yeah and that's great because you can still focus when there's other people around so that you can really yeah your energy into writing totally Mm -hmm. totally i think um yeah i do better like when when there's uh people around and Mm -hmm. stuff although i totally can work by myself but i will say i tend to put myself in places like um you know coffee shops or just places where there's more people Mm -hmm. you know yeah. So what's the most wild thing that's ever happened to you in LA that you can share? Like that's 
I don't know, maybe it's it sparked your your moment of either you're staying here or maybe it was a moment of, hey, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. But we all have that moment in LA of like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. It's a crazy city. Yeah. But amazing. But yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I think uh, this, this was a story that happened like many, many, many years ago when I first got to LA. Um, I ended up through, I went to USC mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I helped out with, uh, it was like a jazz production that was going on. And I got to, I had the opportunity to meet Quincy Jones at that time. And, and here's this man obviously who like is legendary. And I think at that moment it, it just, it just struck me like what, you know, like, okay, I, here's this, well, this man, wealth of knowledge and experience. And I would not be able to have this opportunity if I were back in my hometown, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it, it dawned on me that there's just, there's so much, um, so many great people here to like learn from, to aspire to be or whatnot, you know? And, and, and there's a lot of inspiration to draw from yeah. in the city, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think too, it like, it pushes me to also, want to be a better version of myself every day mm-hmm. and I think that's something that I you know I kind of strive you know how can I I'm always looking to to better myself mm-hmm. and challenge myself do you find that ever makes you look back and say I would do something differently or is it more about a progression and what's next and learning I think it's what's next and learning you know um especially like I, I like to be challenged intellectually too. So I'm like, what can mm-hmm. I, you know, what's and what else can I do to sort of, um, to, yeah, to, to, to grow and, 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 and challenge myself. Well, you continue to do that and you continue to amaze us all. <laughs> Thanks, and well, I feel like we're going to wind down. And if there's one thing you want to share with everyone, whether it's advice, something that you want to embrace, something you're looking forward to, what yeah. would you share? I you get to pick. I, yeah. I'm tossing it to you yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, So I think the the biggest lesson that I've learned because we all, you know, we all go through the pandemic was really hard, obviously, for a lot of people. And um, and I would say like my biggest lesson is despite like what challenges or what adversities one encounters, it's like never to give up on yourself. If you have, you know, if you are striving for something, just staying true to yourself and 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 not giving up. I think that would be my 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 one advice I want to. That's great advice, so. especially for a creative role within LA, <laughs> and you know, just embracing the newness and always, it's like progressing, learning, embracing challenges, not looking at them as negatives but as positives, and you do that well. And you keep going, and you're always learning, and you're always networking, <laughs> and you're so, always balancing. So we do have a little bit more time. Oh, we do. Um, yeah, we're I'm only... so bad at the timing today. Yeah, no worries. Uh, I I have one more mine. question. Um, what is 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 there like a certain thing that um, you said no to in the past that you like lay in bed thinking about like oh my gosh mm-hmm. like I should have said yes like this was an opportunity that I missed. Great um, question. And how like do you have any advice of somebody like in your like who would be in your shoes like say I got a similar you know experience like why I should say yes even though it scares me or the reason why you said no you know okay so like if there's something I regret that I said no to or just an opportunity that I still think about if I had gone that route Okay. So there is one, one, um, I will say, uh, I had a, a, a situation happen many, many years ago. I, you know, honestly, like things panned out great, but I was living in Nashville 
And I, uh, what was that like? It was different. I love, it was great. I loved it. Um, and I had an opportunity to work for Sony mm-hmm. and, and I, at that moment got into USC and it was like a really difficult decision because I wanted to obviously pursue this OT direction mm-hmm. and go to grad school and at the same time, I had the opportunity to stay in Nashville and see what that trajectory would be like. So there are days where I wonder, like, had I, you know, decided to stay in Nashville, what my life would have been like versus coming back to L.A. But I, you know, I'm happy here, so I, can't, mm. I don't regret. But there are moments where I'm like, I wonder what that would have turned out if I just stayed in Nashville and went down this trajectory. Mm-hmm. You, know? you can always like walk down that memory lane and say, like, what would my life, what would it be like right now? Yeah. Where would have got me? Where would have brought me? But also at the same time, you made that decision for a reason. Yeah. And whether you know it now or 10 years from now or 10 minutes from now. Yeah. That happened because yeah. you knew it was the best path for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't regret it. You know, I'm happy in LA and mm-hmm. I, I think like the, I, I love working in occupational therapy, but mm-hmm. it definitely like, I, I you know, it would, you know, does pop up. And mind having that, that human element and working with kids you're really, I think that helps you with your craft as well because you're understanding emotions, you're understanding how people work, how people interact together and you're not just looking at it from your perspective but you're seeing the children interact with each other and I think that really helps you become a strong writer both, you know, for the novel and and singing, songwriting, even if you consider them to be completely different professions and career paths. Totally. That it, really contributes to each other. It, they do actually, yeah. It's interesting to say that, yeah. totally. Yeah, It. Um. I would say they kind of feed into each other. Definitely. Amazing. Yeah. So in terms of balance everything and you're having your your creative juices, writing novels, and you're writing songs, you're also an occupational therapist. You also have some amazing travel adventures. I feel like I'm always looking at all the beautiful places you get to, you know, travel to, see, enjoy from the beaches to the mountains. So what is next for you in terms of travel? Yeah. So as you know, I think we talked about this before, my brother just got married. So we are doing, I have a part French. So I'm going back. We're just going to celebrate with the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. We're doing, uh, going to be in the south of France and then Beautiful. going to Corsica, which I'm, I've been dreaming since I, I went there many, many years ago and just like fell in love. So I will say that's probably one of my favorite places yeah. on the that's planet. That's something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably a good place yeah. to do some writing too. True. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's definitely a lot more chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Melissa, where can everyone find you? Website, social? Yeah. So I'm in, I'm Insta- on Instagram. So my uh, handle is MJ underscore Bonnell, B-O-N-N-E-L. Um, and you can find me obviously on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. Um, yeah. I think those were like the three, three main ones. And yeah. you're in person. You'll be at the next event. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. Well, thanks, Melissa. Thanks for coming out and sharing your story and your journey. Thank you, man. <laughs> Glad to have come. Thank you. <laughs>